at SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. Whoever says social media doesn't work doesn't know what they're talking about. Michael Jackson uh, posted um, about an upcoming event where he's going to teach people how to present themselves when they when they present on you know in, in terms of um, uh, events how they present well and more effectively and that got me thinking about a, a whole range of things. Of course, I present and maybe you do the same. But how do we get it better? And what needs to happen? So Michael Jackson uh, is a conference speaker and he's done it, what, I think incredibly over 2,700 events, Michael, in 44 countries. He's worked for Richard Branson and Gates and or Bill Gates, that is, uh, and a whole lot more. And very impressive as a presenter, I can say that up front. So, Michael, great chatting to you and thanks for your time. Pleasure to be with you, Ashraf. Thank Good evening you. to you and all the listeners. Thank I thought you got me on there for the previous discussion because Michael Jackson always says it doesn't matter if you're black or white. <laughs> well, there you are. Okay. And, and you did say that. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Well, having, having complimented you on, on, on your own presentations, you now have the responsibility uh, under this feature that we now call uh, the innovator to, to try and assist people listening in to say like, okay, if we need to, when we present... What sort of innovations are, do, do we need to bring in uh, so that we can become far more effective in terms of delivering a presentation? So go ahead. I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah, thank you. I think it's, you know, in my career, as you've mentioned, I've been privileged to work around the world and do some amazing stuff. But it's still quite rare for people to be professional speakers in their own regard. And I think the reason my business exists, and this will get to the point about what people need to do to improve their own presentations in the corporate or business world, The reason my job exists as a professional speaker is that everybody expects the company presenters to be really boring at the company conference or around the boardroom table. And genuinely, they are, because what happens is no one ever teaches presentation skills. And as a result of all the work that I've been doing, I've been asked many, many times to finally put courses together and teach executives how they can be more innovative in terms of building up their own presentations. Because frankly, I've sat through all of those conference days in my life and I, I just get bored like everybody else does. Mm. I okay, I tell you what, hold, hold that thought for a second. No one ever teaches presentation skills. You're spot on. Your line, ironically, is not that great. So let's just see if we can fix that up because we want to hear if we do get taught presentation skills, what sort of skills do we need to learn? We're chatting to Michael Jackson, in this case, the other Michael Jackson, as he always pitches uh, himself after this. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. In urban areas, crime gets higher because of uh, isolation of the high walls, which is a security measure, by the way. When people enclose and encamp themselves, when criminals have gone over the walls, members of the community around your house not being able to see what happens in your house. Andy Machile, former chairperson of the Gauteng Community Police Board, currently Interpol's ambassador for the Turn Back Crime campaign. SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Hortes. Weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. <music> 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Right, as part of the innovators, Michael Jackson talking about presentation skills. So, Michael, you're saying you agree that, that when you listen in... Uh, Okay, we, we are going to reconnect with, with Michael Jackson in just a second. By the way, you may want to just call in while we are reconnecting with him 
and uh, and give me your thoughts about presentation skills. So we're talking about two types. You know, you could be your your MC, your program director. Uh, you could be you could be the company, you know, marketing person, CEO, having to deliver a a talk or a form of presentation uh, at a at a corporate event. And and what do you think works and what doesn't work? So important skills around that. Now now, Michael, uh, M- Michael, you said earlier on that. Yes, you've sat in audiences, and certainly from a company point of view, just so many people uh, speaking on behalf of companies just don't don't shape up. W- what is it? W- what do they do that that so bores you? I think the phrase "death by PowerPoint" sums it up. You know, the people who design PowerPoints at Microsoft, I don't think they've ever given a corporate presentation in their life. They put everything you possibly can into a PowerPoint slide. And most people use a bog-standard white background. They use Times New Roman as the font. Um, it's, uh, it's bullets, and I never use bullets in presentations personally because bullets kill people. And they cram in as much as they can because what they tend to do is read their presentations. And a poor presenter will be using a presentation for his or her own benefit rather than what it is, an aid memoir to telling the story um, that you're actually sharing to your audience. Mm. So, so let me get this right. You're saying you wouldn't use bullet points, you wouldn't use, you wouldn't use PowerPoint at all is, is that in your presentation. So what would you use when you're talking and you've got some... I almost get embarrassed about expressing this, and I did so yesterday at one of the courses that I was running on presentation skills. You know, one of the easiest things for me to do is to get people back into children's reading books. You know when you've read to your children, as they're, they're small children, um, the, the children's reading book, imagine that you're flipping through it now. There's a large picture. They're nice and visual. A picture is worth how many words? We all know it's worth mm, a thousand mm, words. Mm, mm, mm. And child storybooks or children's storybooks have very few uh, sentences in them. The font sizes are bigger. They're visual. They have a flow and a sequence. So my corporate presentations that I get paid almost obscene amounts of money to give around the world are no better, really, than children's storybooks in terms of their layout and feel, because everybody could follow a story. And that's what we need to be doing. If we're going to be more innovative in, in, in presentations, we need to be in a situation where what we're doing is telling stories much the way that you're presenting a story to a child, a fairy tale or whatever it might be, Flipping through it, there's a musical flow, there's a musical sequence. And all the stuff that Microsoft engineers built into PowerPoint is totally redundant for all of that. Tables, charts, and graphs, people reading you know, these bloody slides to you. You're going mad, no wonder delegate fatigue in the conference industry is a very, very real thing that I have to face and deal with every single day. All right, so, so that's interesting. So I want to recap. You're saying, you know, maybe what would be the modern-day equivalent of... Um, of Goldilocks, you you would have a picture of Goldilocks in in the past, uh, and told the children read that. But of course, then you'd read it to them, and they would be uh, they, they would certainly be hooked onto this big picture. So, so the modern equivalent of 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 that would be you know some some big uh, political figure if, if you're talking uh, um, you know politics or, or a business figure, and you just have one picture of that person. Is that what you're saying? As opposed to lots of information, and you're simply rehashing the information that they could all read. Sure, absolutely, because when you're presenting, you should be telling a story. And the 80% of the audience's attention should be focused on you, with 20% going onto the PowerPoint or, or whatever visual slides you're using. I mean, I'm still seeing people who are using flip charts to present in corporate meetings. Mm-hmm. Nobody can read a flip chart from three paces, let alone the length of a boardroom table. And certainly when it comes to a company conference or a town hall gathering, no one's going to be any, you know, you can't see a damn thing. So who's the stuff 
the, the aids that you're using, who's benefit are they for? If they're for the presenter's benefit, you know you've got a very poor presenter. A good storyteller, recounting the story, being very innovative and simplistic in their approach, to me makes absolutely perfect sense. Less is more, and I think that's a really good thing to remember mm. for anybody who's planning a corporate presentation. And if you have to use PowerPoint, even, even that nice one visual... Can you can you get people to see the visual and you still talk at the same time? Or would it be that at that point you'd stop talking and say, now look at this picture or look at this video? What would you do? Would you talk over the picture? Would you pause or get them to see the picture? No, I talk with the PowerPoint happening and working with me in the background. And you don't need all the fancy uh, bells and whistles to bring up the pictures and change one slide to the other. I mean, I basically start with a blank canvas on a slide, a basic text box, on which I'll put up you know, the, the, the copy that I'm using, the 20 or 25 words per slide, which also ought to be a limit, a really stunning picture. And the only um, kind of uh, animation stuff that I'm doing is I'll, I will fade a picture on and fade a text box in, and that's one click to do that. So what happens is your audience are following your story. And the reason I like visuals when you're presenting, rather than just presenting cold in a live environment, is that people can follow the flow and sequence of what it is that you're telling. Most people make the mistake of packing too much into that visual side of stuff. And, you know, the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound. People can read quicker than than you speak at that particular level, or they hear you speaking. So what you need to do is find a synchronicity, Ashraf, between the two things. Tell a story. Imagine that you're reading a story in bed uh, to a, a five-year-old child, making sure that they're following it. There's a flow. There's a sequence. The colors work. It just feels much better. And in the corporate world, that's sadly lacking because people try and be too clever for their own good. What about the, the person who feels there's no need for visuals at all? I find it very rare to find true, you know, to find true storytellers. And um, who can live without any form of stuff. You're a talented man. You know, we, we both had radio experience, and radio is the theater of the mind. Mm. And you know there are techniques. You can't just sit there and read the commercials. You can't just, you know, read out a list of questions to your interviewees. You've got to bring it to life and create that theater. When you're taking those kind of skills, and you're not a bad presenter yourself, by the way, because I've seen you doing this. <laughs> when you take your skills at that level, and in the real world, add extra visuals into them with the use of PowerPoint at that level, it adds more rather than detracting from the overall presentation. So I think I, I always go into presentations without them. I had a situation recently where I was up in Limpopo doing a presentation for someone. The power went out. I carried on telling my story because I know what my story yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, By the yeah. time the power came back on and the PC rebooted and everything was there, I was on exactly the same slide that I'd been talking about without any of the aids or visual stuff whatsoever. Well, there you are. Good for you. Everyone was amazed and said to me, how can you do that? That was so cool. And I said, well, you hired me to be a presenter not read you PowerPoint slides. <laughs> well, point. point well made. We've got a minute to go. Now, let's get to, to the crux of what you're doing next. I'm drawn by your, your, your presentation workshop, okay? So people wanting to, to attend, what do they need to do? Give, give, me, give me a contact de- a website address. Our uh, website is simple. Thank you for that. Um, because the name is Michael Jackson, people tend to remember it, but I couldn't get michaeljackson.com. It has to be theothermichaeljackson.com. And if they go onto my website, theothermichaeljackson.com, or search for The Other Michael Jackson on Facebook as well, um, you'll be able to get all access to all details and times and things that I'm doing these courses. And, and lastly, I'm going to probably repeat what I've asked in, in a different way. What makes a good presenter? Simplicity. Less is more.
Being innovative is having the courage to get rid of the complexity that most people hide behind and fail from as a result. Okay, and that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, Michael, I'm going to also rely on you to, to tweet us. So the other Michael Jackson, I mean, you, can, you can Google him, you're going to find him. But tweet us the information as well, as well as on Facebook. I will certainly share that as well. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. I will certainly pick it up. There we are. Thank you for your time. And I mean, we just attend. I think we could all learn something. Absolutely. The other Michael Jackson. Let's get to our late night drama. You should know the name by now.